another episode of the Bonus Points Podcast. Alan joins you once again today. Hello, guys. On today's bumper episode, we will look ahead to match day 36 and what it means for our fantasy team and discuss our five-a-side selections. But first, let's run over last weekend's results. Manchester City were crowned Premier League champions for the third time in four seasons despite losing 3-1 to Chelsea at the Etihad. Raheem Sterling opened the scoring for City, but goals from Hakim Ziyech and Marcus Alonso gave the Blues all three points. Manchester United defeated Aston Villa 3-1 at Villa Park. The Red Devils trailed at the interval, but second-half goals from Bruno Fernandes, Mason Greenwood and Edinson Cavani saw United move to within 10 points of City. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's men had to beat Leicester City and Liverpool to keep their faint title hopes alive, but the Red Devils lost both games at Old Trafford and handed the title to their neighbours. Liverpool also beat Southampton 2-0 thanks to goals from Sadio Mane and Thiago. Consecutive wins leaves the Reds four points of fourth place Chelsea with a game in hand. Newcastle United produced a result of the weekend. Steve Bruce's men beat high-flying Leicester 4-2 at the King Power Stadium on Friday evening. Fulham and West Bromwich Albion will join Sheffield United in the Championship next season after both sides' relegations was confirmed. Fulham lost 2-0 at home to Burnley on Monday night, while Albion were beaten 3-1 by Arsenal at the Emirates. The Gunners made it two wins in as many games thanks to Emil Smith-Rowe's winner away to Chelsea. Tottenham's poor defence was clear for all to see again as they lost 3-1 against Leeds at Ellen Road. Stuart Dallas, Patrick Bamford and Rodrigo were on the score sheet for the hosts in that one. Dominic Calvert-Lewin scored the only goal of the game as Everton beat fellow Champions League hopeful West Ham United. But the Toffees then drew 0-0 against Villa, which leaves them eight points of fourth. Elsewhere, Wolves edged past Brighton. Crystal Palace inflicted defeat on Sheffield United. And Southampton bounced back from the loss at Anfield with a victory at home to Palace. So, Alan, what did these results do for your fantasy ranking? Well, yeah, so... The points I got 103, so that seems like it would be a good score. But in 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 actuality, it was a small red arrow down 10k places to 38k, which is yeah not ideal. <laughs> Interestingly, I needed to score 116 points to not get a red arrow, which is yeah like beyond crazy, pretty much. I captained Fernandez, who obviously scored twice and played a part in all three game, all three of the games, albeit only getting one point versus Leicester. Target, eight points, and Loughton, six points, were my players to keep a clean sheet at the back. Maguire got injured against Villa, which was, yeah, typical FPL luck. Like, I think he played 70 games in a row, played all 90 minutes, and then as soon as I bring him into my FPL team, he gets injured. <laughs> Man United then went on to concede four against Liverpool, so maybe it wasn't the end of the world. Although, with Maguire, I'm sure they would have conceded maybe one or two goals less. In, my, in midfield, all my players returned, which was quite nice. Uh, my punt on Eze got me 16 points, which was very pleasing. He scored once and also registered an assist against Sheffield United, although they were kind of jammy goals, but, you know, we'll take it. Uh, elsewhere in the midfield, Salah and Son both got two and one goals respectively. And up front, Kane had a beautiful finish ruled out for offside. Yeah, who knows if it actually was offside. Ihenacho got me nine points with his one goal over the two games. Yeah. And... Annoyingly, I had Bamford on the bench, who got a nice nine-pointer return. The, the person I played over him was Loughton. He got six points. So it was only a three-point swing. It's not the end of the world. I was never going to bench Kane against Leeds for Bamford. So, yeah. And, yeah. yeah, that's how I got on. Basically, it seemed like it was a good game week, but in actuality, my rank says it wasn't. So, yeah, how, how was your game week, Philby? <laughs> yeah, so I got 100 points, but then obviously I took the minus four point here. So I actually got 96, but I'll still count it as 100. <laughs> I think that's the, the third time I've got triple digits this season in fantasy. Yeah, uh, so my, yeah, my game week rank was one point 
nine million, which is actually relatively low for a triple digit haul. Yeah, just because it was just so so high high scoring this week, wasn't it? The average was eighty three yeah. points. Yes, yeah, and then uh, I had Mendy who got eleven points. He got the three bonus against City. Fofana was pretty pretty uninspiring again. He's only managed two. Connor Cody, I don't know why I ever brought him in. Wolves had nice fixtures on paper. He's just been awful since he got one point. And then had Nat Phillips. This is the most pleasing transfer for me of my season, I'd say. He got 10 points for me. He could have even had two assists in that Man United game last night because I think it should have been a penalty. And obviously, a referee overturns it when he felt the screen. Um, Lindelof got two points. I mean, he's pretty woeful, um, to be honest, his performances recently. I think if Man United want to go to a bit of topic, but I think if Man United want to go to that next level, they need to get rid of him. I really don't rate him that highly. Yeah, and then I'd agree. Gilfie Sigurdsson, uh, he got five points. I mean, he hasn't been bad for me since I brought him in. Just a solid all-round player. Sometimes it's quite annoying, though, because Ancelotti will drag him off after about six, yeah. five minutes, whereas other times he plays the full 90. So it's a bit bit hit and hope, really, with him, I guess. And then, obviously, he had Son, who scored against Leeds, so he got seven points. Salah, 13. Bruno, captain, just like you, 38 in total. Kane blanked, which was frustrating once more. And then Ian Acho got nine points. Uh, you added two. Then obviously on my bench, I had Fraser Forster, who got ten points, which is pretty a pretty impressive return to be fair. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then Diaz, Suchek, and Brewster, one and no points respectively. But that <laughs> doesn't really, that doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, my, my first team really really did well for me this week, and it's actually quite pleasing to have you know a, 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 good, a good week for once because ever since about game week twenty six, it's just been downhill for me pretty much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I was just going to say, what changes have you planned to make for this weekend? Yeah, so I was really uh, well set up for the next game week because obviously it's a blank one. And I would, by making one transfer, I would be able to field, I would have been able to field 11 players. But then um, Dunk decided to get himself sent off. So obviously he is banned. So now, yeah, I can, with by not taking a minus four, I can only field 10. But if I was to make two transfers, which I am thinking about, I would probably do Nat Phillips for Maguire because obviously Maguire is out to the end of the season and yeah. Antonio in for Ihenacho because yeah, Phillips has West Brom next game. I, I can see them keeping a clean sheet there. I hope anyway. I Liverpool's defence is a little bit dodgy. It's not the best of, 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 of recent times. Alisson has been making some weird passing decisions out from the back for some reason mm. recently. Cavani should have scored against them. Yeah. yeah, and then Antonio, he's got Brighton in uh, this game week coming up. Without Dunk, I think Brighton are, uh, yeah, not as good. And um, he's got West Brom, I think, in 37. And then in 38, I think Southampton, something like that. So those are quite nice fixtures, and especially because West Ham are fighting for Europa League spots or Champions League spots. So it, they still have an incentive to play for. So that's my reasoning for... Uh, bringing him in if I do and then if I decide not to take a hit I'll probably just take out Maguire and bring in Dallas Dallas uh, they have Leeds have Burnley and then let me just check who the other two are it's, it's quite it's quite nice fixtures it is Burnley Southampton and West Brom so yeah and obviously he is playing out of position usually in midfield so he's another good option so yeah I haven't really decided that that yet I'm I'll probably do it last minute whether I'm going to take a minus four or not. At the moment, I think I will, though, and I'm going to gamble yeah. against Dallas just because I'm going to bring Antonio in anyway next 
next game week if I don't take a minus four for this one. So by taking a minus four, I just bring him in early and then I can uh, use my free transfer next week on someone else. And then, yeah, for captaincy, it's Salah for me against West Bromwich Albion. Uh, they're fighting for top four, Lipua, and he himself is fighting for Golden Boot. He's joined on 21 goals with Kane. So, And he, he I've said this before on the podcast, but he loves um, those personal accolades so I can see him yeah really trying to score a few against West Brom how's yeah, your team um, shaping up Philby yeah so pretty similar to you to be fair I'm going to captain Salah I've got I've got the captaincy on him right now I mean he scored last game he's definitely found his, his form back again he looks threatening every time he goes forward uh, so yeah I think that's a pre- pretty much a no-brainer the only other maybe option that you could consider would be Kane or some at home to Wolves but I think Salah's going to stand out yeah, crowded this week. To be honest with you, I think a lot of people will end up captaining him. Um, and then, obviously, I don't have Mendy, Fofana, Ian, Acho, and Fernandez have no games, so they're just on my bench. So I've got eleven players with the fixture, so I'm just hoping that they all start. So I'm in a little bit of a risky position, you could say. So I've gone with obviously Forster. He's got Fulham at home. Southampton have a you know good chance of keeping a clean sheet in that one. Fulham are pretty toothless. Yeah. And then I've got Diaz. They're playing Newcastle tonight. He should start. Uh, and then the the only player that I'm really not like too keen on this this week, but I've already u- used my transfer, so I don't want to take a minus four point hit because I did that last week. On a Cody, put bottom away, but I'm just going to have to play him. You never yeah. know. Wolves could shut up shop, and Spurs, Spurs are rubbish. It could end up being like nil nil or one nil to Wolves. That wouldn't be, well, wouldn't surprise me. And then I've gone obviously with Nat Phillips, West Brom away, as you just touched upon. Yeah. And then my transfer that I bought in this week, I bought in Ben Godfrey. Sheffield United at home. Um, I'm, you know, he should keep a clean sheet. Everton yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, Everton are pretty solid at the back. I think that's a no-brainer. I took Lindelof out, doesn't have a fixture. And plus, he's just been awful recently. Like, he's honestly been atrocious. And then Sigurdsson, Son, and Salah, as I've just said, Suchek, Brewster, and then Kane. I mean, Rian Brewster, just kind of have to play him, to be honest. He, <laughs> might, not, he, might, he might not even start. And I don't, as I said, I don't really want to take a minus. But he hasn't scored all season. And He's never scored the, a Premier League goal. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes at the end of the season, you, you get these players yeah, you who do. rubbish yeah. the whole season and they yeah. just score a goal or two. Do you remember Solanke know, last season? He did, yeah, he did exactly that. <laughs> yeah. And then, obviously, if I'm, lo- I'm looking at Sheffield United pictures right now. You've got Everton, Newcastle and Burnley. If he's going to score, yeah, yeah. Off, it could be against one of those teams. Yeah, I'd agree. Rian Brewster, you get mine. Not not today, mate. You get mine not today. <laughs> um, I mean, but yeah, so, so sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, he hasn't really got much competition for up front as well now. Uh, McBurney's been arrested, has yeah. he? <laughs> so hopefully he'll be able to start in 11 with McGoldrick up front. Yeah, well, I guess Burnley I mean, play up front as well. But, you know, it's just calling yeah. out for a Rian Brewster 1 0 win. It really <laughs> is. It, it is. really is. Three bonus. Give it to me, mate. <laughs> Imagine. I was just going to say, I think a lot of people will be in your position with only having 10 or 11 players with no 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 bench. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything to worry about. There'll probably be some people who have like eight or nine players that have had to take a minus eight hit if they wanted to to get a full yeah, team or something like that because true, a lot of people gambled on the Man United triple up and obviously because yeah. they don't have fixtures. Then. So I, I, I reckon the average players playing this, this uh, game week will probably be nine, I reckon. Nine yeah, players I think you could be right, to be honest with you. I kind of learned a lesson... I think I'm just, I'm, if there's ever a triple game week again, I'm just not really going to pay that much attention to it because, you know, 
the, the manager of that team is definitely going to rotate the squad in one of those games. So effectively, it will only be a double game week. Yeah. I know Bruno did play in all three games. Yeah. He, he only came late, came on yeah. late against Leicester. So well, that's rendered useless, really. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Greenwood played in all three games and he almost did score against Liverpool. Yeah, uh, they cleared it off the line. True. But also, yeah. I think it depends what team has the triple game week. If it's a team like Man United that have a massive squad and also are playing in Europe, then mm. obviously there's going to be rotation. If it was Burnley, who had yeah. no, would, if that was Burnley in that situation, I, I reckon they would... Probably play the same start in eleven, just because they yeah. have no, no. And there um, is, yeah, they're very true, Alan. And there's nothing more, yeah, there's nothing more appealing than a, a Burnley defensive double double oh, up on the triple game week. Imagine that, Loughton and Charlie Taylor get oh, in my team. It's beautiful. I I actually love Burnley so much. Like yes, they're not the like most appealing team to watch, but yeah. man, they're just like they're just so good at just doing the basics. I yeah. love Sean Dyke. He's He's easily yeah. one of the best managers in the Premier Easily, definitely. I totally agree with you, mate. Yeah. He, he's passed. Look what he's done for the best part of a decade with, with no money, with no yeah, budget. It's, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. They finished yeah. eighth last season, or was it seventh? Might have even been seventh. I don't know if it was that was last season, but it was recently. But, yeah, yeah. That, it's crazy, you know what he's done. Yeah. They, they don't really have a sh- like battle to to stay up either. No, like this no. season, they're what ten points ahead of yeah, relegation yeah. zone. Obviously, it's already yeah. been decided, but. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. He, he he could get manager of the season, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just I love having a uh, Burnley player in my defence. It's just yeah. it's, it's just something you have to do every FPL season. You just have to have a. While Sean Dyche is manager of Burnley, I will always have a Burnley defender in my defence. Yeah, FPL. same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had Heaton a few years back. Oh, mate, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. a tank he was, and Pope as well. Yeah, Nick Pope as well. Oh. They're, they're just guaranteed to get you points. Yeah. They always keep at least twelve clean sheets. Like, they're just so solid. It's, yeah. it's yeah. worth having having one of their defenders in your team the whole season, as you just touched upon. But yeah, like aside from fantasy, it was pretty pretty significant match day, wasn't it? Really, because obviously you had Fulham and West Brom finally yeah. getting relegated. We all saw that coming a long time ago, <laughs> and the top four places are heating up as well. And then you got City that were crowned champions. Um, yeah, it was pretty pretty entertaining. All ends of the table, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I'd say so. And also, it was kind of good that uh, Liverpool beat Man United and Chelsea lost to um, mm, Arsenal yeah. because then it makes it a bit more interesting for the last three to two games of the season. Yeah. There's actually a proper fight going on, isn't there? And um, Leicester do play Chelsea in yeah. after after in the cup after the cup FA Cup game. They play them in the league, so. Um, yeah, it's, it's all to play for and it, it's, it's going to be interesting for the last few games of the season, for the top four yeah. at least. Do you know what? I would I would absolutely love it if Leicester beat Chelsea, preferably both games, the cup final and the league. Yeah, in the league in, in the league game and then Liverpool win all of their remaining fixtures and then Le- Leicester beat Spurs on the final day. That means Chelsea finished fifth and I reckon and they'll Liverpool. lose against City in the final of the Champions League so they won't even get you oh, next imagine, season imagine. that would be brilliant oh. I can actually see that happening and two people get sacked because you know <laughs> every, everyone's raging raving over him at the minute oh my god nah, I, I as much as I want that to happen I don't see it actually happening I think yeah. I think they'll get top four yes, and I think they'll win the FA Cup yeah, it's, it is going to be close. The Champions League, I'm not too sure about. They could l- lose or draw against Villa on the final day. You never know. You never know. Yeah, Although yeah. you'd think that they wouldn't because yeah. Villa don't have anything to play yeah. for and they would do. And I mean, we'll get them fired yeah. up. 
it's, it's definitely giving you a good yeah. um, last game week of the season, isn't it? Yeah. Not in terms of is, FPL, but just in terms it, of actual yeah positioning football. Yeah. Whatnot. I'll yeah. be gutted for Leicester if they bottle it again. Yes, yeah, I actually man. will be. Yeah. They look dead certainty to get top four until about three weeks ago. But they just seem to bottle it. Like it's definitely weak mentality, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. And just because most of the players aren't really, they don't really uh, get in that position often. Yeah. Or they haven't been in that position, I should say. Over, they don't have that experience. The only person that does really is Johnny Evans. Hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. So true. I mean, just looking at Leicester's most recent results, the draw against—it's just the draw against Southampton and the loss against Newcastle. If they get four points from that, they're guaranteed Champions League already. It, it, you know, they've they really they might have messed this up to be honest. And yeah, obviously, joking aside from the whole Chelsea conversation, they they should get top four. Really, be amazing if they don't. I I can see Leicester bottling it to be honest. Yeah, Chelsea will probably beat them both games. Liverpool will win their remaining three, and Leicester will finish fifth by a couple of points. Yeah, that'd be so hard to take. Yeah. They, they they were second for a large proportion of the season. Yeah, I know. Yeah, before Christmas, but yeah, um, you know. It's always something. To, it's always good when there's something to play for. Yeah, hundred percent. Because sometimes it like, gets to this part of the season and everything's pretty much cemented. Like we know who's yeah. going to get Champions League. We know who's relegated. So yeah, it's nice that there's actually some uh, eventful happenings. Hopefully, coming. Yeah, it, it's so true. Like, and that's my one big biggest criticism of the Premier League and it's only recent season is the fact that. I mean, was it through three of the last four seasons, including this one, the title has been decided with. Just so easily, like, like yeah, 10 or yeah. 15 points. Yeah. You pretty much know who's going to get top four. And I can't remember really the last time the relegation spots in the Premier League went down to like the final game. Never really happened. It's always done. Yeah. Invested. Not recently. Whereas if, it hasn't if you look at the Championship, for example, it always yeah. goes down to the final day. Yeah. So it's not as exciting. but Yeah. Because people um, were saying, oh, they were looking at Game Week 38 for Fulham versus Newcastle and thinking that might be one of those. Uh, games where whoever wins yeah. stays up and whoever loses gets relegated but obviously it never came to that in the end um, I just yeah. quickly want to touch upon one game that I'm a bit scared of not owning any players from obviously you touched upon it before Everton Sheffield United I'm scared of not having Calvert Lewin and Din- Dinyi I think yeah. although Everton don't usually batter opponents so I can't see them winning by more than 2-0 against Sheffield United but Very true. I think if they do if they do score goals against them, Dinyi and yeah. uh, Calvert-Lewin will be involved. So, yeah, I'm mm. a bit wary of not having them. No, you raise a very good point. I was, I was also touching that as well. So, for the, like, the last three or four weeks, <laughs> I've, I don't know if you've noticed as well. So, I've just bought in a defender that's playing against Sheffield United <laughs> in, in, in his work yeah, yeah. those times. I bought in two, I bought in a Wolves defender uh, when they played Sheffield United. I think he might have scored. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Saiz who scored that game. Oh no! I think it was William Jose. Yeah, they won one 0 and then I had Saez and Kuhn. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and obviously that that worked well. And then I'm hoping it's going to work again with Ben Godfrey this weekend. Yeah, I it's, it will. it's a very good tactic. <laughs> it's quite scummy, <laughs> but you, yeah, you, if in doubt with a free transfer, just bring yeah, exactly. in a yeah. Playing yeah. yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, yeah, and then there was also one more thing. I, I yeah, to go for it. Briefly. It was the the bonus points again. Um, okay. <laughs> There was, uh, yeah, it was Luca Dinia. I mean, he did keep a clean sheet. I, I don't know what it is, but fantasy football, the algorithms love giving Luca Dinia bonus points. It's crazy. <laughs> he got another. He got another two bonus points for for the yesterday's match, nil nil against Villa. 
I mean, yeah, he kept a clean sheet, but so did his other defenders. And I, I watched that game, sadly enough. It was honestly probably the worst oh, game really? season. Blue Cardinia was rubbish. Oh, oh, he, was, he didn't really put any good balls in, do anything. And yeah, he gets two bonus. I, I don't understand how it always seems to me that certain players get get the same bonus points every every game. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it does frustrate me a little bit, to be honest with you. I was going to, yeah, because I didn't realise you watched the game. I was going to say, uh, had he made a lot of like attempted assists and stuff like that, but obviously, according no, to no, you, no, not really. So. He spent more time on the floor crying because he would get <laughs> bought down. He got bought down. I, honestly, I'm not even joking. Um, but yeah, should we talk about our five aside selections? Yeah. Or? yeah. Sure. So, uh, I had Phillips uh, playing Southampton and Man United. He got mm-hmm. an assist against Man United, so that was and a clean sheet against Southampton. Yeah, okay, so that was 10 points. Eze versus Sheffield United and Southampton, 16 points. Obviously, I made the punt in my actual FPL team and it was nice to see it come up. Yeah. So, yeah, Bruno, inevitable, obviously, he bagged 19 you made, points. You smashed me this week already. <laughs> <laughs> Ihanacho versus Newcastle Man United, he obviously scored one goal against Newcastle. And then Kane versus Leeds, who unfortunately got two points. So Kane was the only player for my out of my five picks that didn't score. Or, or yeah. get a point, get a good amount of points, and so that was a total of fifty-six points. Jeez, so not yeah. Bad. And how did your team get on? Uh, so I had Gaeta, the Palace keeper, he got eight points um, against uh, Sheffield United and Southampton. That was pretty pleasing. Obviously, Mo Salah got thirteen. So at this point, it's looking good. Yeah. And I go, I go, on, I go on to the bad. I get Mason Mount only got two points because he didn't feature against City. Was it? He should have scored against Arsenal. I, I don't know if you watched that game. He had two or three really good chances and the turn up Leonard pulled off a couple of good saves. Yeah, yeah. As I said, he only got two. And they had Ollie Watkins, minus one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. DCL, Dominic Calvert Lewin with 11. So I got 33 points. He's been 172 in total. Um, nice. Which isn't it's not bad. Uh, it wasn't too bad, yeah. Yeah, I, in hindsight, I shouldn't have gone with Ollie Watkins. I don't know what it is. Like Every time I've had Watkins in my team this season, I've picked him for this. He's done rubbish. Like I don't know. It's so frustrating. But yeah, he's uh, I think the fourth highest point scorer for a strike for strikers. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, uh, he's just honestly been crap to me every single time. <laughs> so yeah, and then who have you gone for this week then? So this week I've got Dinier in defence against Sheffield United. Obviously, we've already talked about this. Uh, Salah versus West Brom. Yeah, I, I think Salah will score that game. It's pretty much mm. a no-brainer for the Wolves. Uh, for the Tottenham fixture, sorry, against Wolves. It was between Son and Kane. Kane's been a little bit shaky recently, not been great in front of goal. Well, apart from that offside goal he scored, but yeah, he hasn't he hasn't looked himself, has he, since uh, he had he got that injury. So that's why no, I think for Son. And he is a bit um he's a bit cheaper, isn't he, Son? So yeah. Yeah. And then Bamford versus Burnley. Yeah, um I I, I like Bamford a lot and Leeds attack quite well, don't they? So that's my reasoning yeah. for Bamford and then uh, I needed someone really cheap for my last place because of Salah and Son being so expensive. So Vidra versus Leeds. So I have two strikers in that uh, Burnley-Leeds fixture, which is quite interesting. Yeah, Leeds, they're still not the best in at the back. And Burnley recently have been scoring uh, a lot more goals than they usually yeah, do, yeah. which is uh, quite interesting. And yeah, so... Um, yeah. Vidra is the one I went for. He's only 4.8 million. And that yeah. was a total of 39.6 million. Nice. Yeah, not bad at all. I've gone for Jordan Pickford, Sheffield United at home. Pretty similar thing with you and Luca Dinia. Kind of thought alike then. Riyad Mahrez, Newcastle away, 8 million. I think he'll start. 
He's probably been City's best player in the second half of the season. Best attacking player, anyway. Yeah. He's been on fire recently. Jota against West Brom away. You said you went for Salah, didn't you? Jota's only yeah. seven. I did have Salah in my team, but then obviously you had him too. And then I, when I first calculated my budget, it was over 40 million. So I had to bring uh, okay, Jota fair in. Enough. And yeah. then you've gone for Vidra. I've gone for Chris Wood against Leeds. I just against his former club. You know, how yeah. often do you hear about strikers coming back to form again? against the yeah, former club. So I think, I think he's a, and he's also been a really good form as well, Chris Wood, hasn't he? So, yeah, um, no, he has, I, hasn't he? Yeah. I, I can see him scoring in that one. And then obviously Harry Kane, my boy, Wolves at home, 11.8 million. I mean, if he's going to break his duck, the Mason is surely going to be against Wolves. I think Wolves are, oh, I don't like them at all. I think they're really <laughs> such an average team. So in total, that was 38 million. So that concludes today's episode. Good luck for this game week and uh, we'll see you all next Friday. Thanks for listening.